This episode of the podcast was recorded earlier this year, towards the end of the UK lockdown, which explains why I mention the empty roads, the travel restrictions, and why I sound so excited about having permission to leave London. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm Gareth, and joining me, Violet Berlin. Hello! And we're off on an adventure. (laughs) This is probably unlike any other episode of Gareth Jones on Speed that we've made previously. With the possible exception of that episode where I went to the World Rally Championship UK event to Wales Rally GB a couple of years ago where I went in a Volkswagen California camper on me Todd and had a marvellous time. But the best part of a journey is the company that you share that journey with. So this time I've got Violet with me and we're heading to South Wales for work and during the process of me doing that work, which is not making Gareth Jones on speed, that's another project, but I'm also going to make an episode of Gareth Jones on speed about this adventure in a tremendous vehicle. It's a Volkswagen Grand California, and if this car was built in Yorkshire, as opposed to Germany or wherever they built it, it would still be called the Grand California. V, what do you think? You like a big, comfortable, floaty machine, don't you? I do like a big, comfortable, floaty machine, it's true. And I think we're quite lucky having such empty roads, because if there was a lot of changing lanes and weaving to be done, it might be a little bit... Way, but because the roads are so empty, and we're both, luckily, both got sort of passes to go and do some work outside London, we're experiencing it probably in the way that it's supposed to be experienced. It's called the Grand California for no small reason. It is a grand machine. Grand meaning large. It really is massive. This one is six metres long and there's a version that's 6.8 metres long as well. The key difference between this one that we're in and the old California is that the other California is based on the Caravelle, I think it's called. And this one is based on the Volkswagen Crafter van. So imagine, you've seen the Crafter van, big, tall. And so we're big and tall, and that's what Violet was alluding to. We sit really high up, which is actually really nice if you're off on a holiday or something. You can see over hedges. I tell you what, though, you know you were saying how cavernous it is. Yeah. Have you noticed what happens when you do this? Echo! Echo! (laughs) Yeah, it is cavernous is the right word it's configured for four people to sleep in in that it's got a double bed at the back that you sleep in transversely so you sleep across the vehicle but there's also a sort of smaller double bed above the driver's seat which it's got like a little pull-out platform now that's probably big enough for an adult and a child or a very close couple but not two singletons up there. You could probably get two singletons on the back bed, though, couldn't you? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would have thought so. It's not so much when you're lying down sleeping 
that space really becomes an issue in camper vans. It's when you're all sitting up playing cards yeah. trying to cook the dinner at the same time, isn't it? But, you know, what a fantastic vehicle to be going off and doing our very first socially distanced live TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're off to South Wales because, as I mentioned before on Gareth Jones on Speed, I'm involved in a project to make a live astronomy program, an outside broadcast for Espedorec, S4C, Channel 4, Wales. And I spent a short week in Wales shooting the inserts of that program, the pre-recorded elements of the show, but the rest of the show is going to be live from Llangranog, which is a mythical place in West Wales on the south side of Cardigan Bay. So I'm hoping we're going to get clear weather, otherwise an astronomy show with no clear skies isn't going to be much of an astronomy show. But, you know, we do what we can. The date for the show's already been moved once. It was originally scheduled for Saturday night. It's been brought forward to Friday night to try and get a break in the weather because the weather has been a bit crazy these last few days. Sudden rain showers and thunder and everything. But, as Violet says, we have our own self-contained mobile base in this grand California. It's the perfect thing. Now, Violet and I love a bit of camping. V, how many times would you say you and I have been camping together? Is this a quiz? (laughs) Will I get it right or wrong? There is no right or wrong answer, just an estimate. No, 20 times, 30 times, I don't know. Probably more than 20 times, I would say. But we've always taken a tent, and we've usually taken a big vehicle, big enough to accommodate all our camping equipment. But of course, with a camper, you don't really do that, because you sleep in the vehicle. It's got an awning, which pulls out of the side, which gives you some protection against the sun and a little bit against rain. There are no sides to it, although you could add sides as an optional extra, I believe. But it rolls out of the side. But let me tell you about the key differences between this and the other California that I had. The other California had something which I thought was completely Thunderbirds, and that is a pop-up roof. It had a sort of a glass fibre ceiling and roof, but the sides were fabric, so it hinged at the front and articulated up with an electric motor giving you enough room to stand up in the vehicle to move around while you're cooking and then if you fold down the top floor you had somewhere to sleep upstairs how about that a camper with an upstairs now this version does without that it's very tall it's actually tall enough not just for little Violet Berlin to stand up in, but for me as well. I'm not six foot, I'm not that big. But I think a six foot two person could probably walk around in this without banging their heads. And that's really great. Because one of the things about camping is you spend most of your time bent over getting a stiff back. And so you can see why camper vans become a bit more appealing to older people. You know, it's older people who eschew the tent and go with the camper van because they can then stand up because when you're a bit older you don't do all that bending unpleasant bending oh no at my age no 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 so it feels really easy in that respect no awkward crouching 
and bending over. Now, hardcore campers will know that the trick is to take a gazebo or an event shelter with you and to have tall tables so you can work at a comfortable height. That's not always possible, depending on the size of the vehicle that you're driving around in and how much stuff you can take with you. But again, this camper van sidesteps all that. I tell you what, it does make you think that in this era of, let's face it, staycations, less flying, people wanting to be in their own sort of self-contained space... And perhaps to get away from it all a little bit, I really think that this sort of vehicle is going to surge in popularity. Sure, it's very expensive, and a lot of people might be maybe hiring for a week or something like that. I don't know if you can hire this kind of thing. But when I mentioned that we were coming away in this vehicle, anyone I mentioned it to, their eyes lit up over Skype or Zoom, but I could see it. I could see the light of their eyes. And they were like, oh, I've always wanted to do that, or that sounds brilliant, or that's my ideal holiday at the moment. And we might be seeing a lot more of these vehicles on the road, I thought. I think you're absolutely right. That was one of my first thoughts when I booked this vehicle. First of all, I didn't know exactly where we were going to be doing the live show. And there are restrictions on where you can stay in Wales at the moment, which hotels are open and available. So I said to the production team, I'll see if I can organise a camper van and then wherever we are I'm sorted don't worry about me and that is exactly as Violet said a function of this new socially distant age that we live in I kind of wanted my own bubble so I knew I would be in control and as it turns out the production team have managed to secure a campsite the Welsh word is Gwersusla there's a place in Llangranog just trimming my speed on the speed control down to 50 miles per hour as we hit speed controls again. There's a place in Llangranog called, well, called Llangranog. It's part of the Irvgobaith Cymru, which is the youth organisation for young Welsh people to help them do things through the medium of the Welsh language. I used to go to a camp in North Wales called Glanthin near Bala Lake, Llintegid, that was very exciting. I've never went to the one in South Wales, Llangranog. So this feels like a real treat. So as we're at Llangranog, there are plenty of places for the whole crew. So actually, this camper van is kind of surplus to my needs. But, as Violet absolutely pointed out, at the moment, if you want to leave the country and come back in, there is a two-week quarantine that you have to go through. And so I don't think people are going to be leaving the country. Who can afford a four-week holiday, especially after this lockdown period of people being on furlough and the like? So what was a two-week holiday abroad would have to be a four-week holiday. You'd have to either be able to work from home or just lock yourself away for two weeks and, and not turn up for work. I'm not sure that's going to be attractive to a vast majority of people. So, yeah, the idea of a holiday in the UK in a camper van is the ideal solution can you go to wales though well wales has different legal conditions at the moment to england and northern ireland and scotland regarding what you are and aren't allowed to do and in fact you're not really supposed to visit wales on holiday at the moment you can only go there if you're working or you're an essential worker which i am and violet is as we're working for a public service broadcaster this occasion 
But if they relax unnecessary travel during the summer to allow people to go on holiday in England, then you could go down to the West Country, Cornwall, you go up to Scotland, Lake District, anywhere you like, if you've got a camper van, because I don't know if hotels are going to be open. This might be the perfect solution. It's a nice thing to drive, V. Is it? Yeah. What's yeah. so nice about it? It goes in straight lines. Now, I don't know if you remember, but last year, during the summer, I spent eight weeks driving around in America on tour with the Alarm in a nine-berth RV, as they called it out there, a recreational vehicle. And that was a very different experience. That thing was 65 foot long with a trailer and it slewed all over the place. You had to use very gentle movements on the steering wheel so as not to upset all the people standing around in the back. But this tends to go in a straight line. And I'm wondering if that's because of some of the software it's got on board. It's got software which changes the torque to the left and right rear wheels to keep you on the straight and true if there's a side wind, which is the first time I've encountered that. They have it on the Crafter van, apparently. It's also got cruise control. Not adaptive, as far as I can tell, but it is cruise control. But that's fantastic. When you've got open roads like this, when it's so quiet, a non-adaptive cruise control works just fine. So it's easy. I'm sitting in a captain's chair, really high up, with fold-away elbow supports. Can you hear the rain, by the way? Yeah, that doesn't bode well for a live astronomy show, does it? It was sunny a moment ago when we were in London. Uh-oh. We've been bringing it with us. Is there a curse the moment you go in any kind of camper van or caravan or camping holiday that the rain comes down? Do you think it triggers it? If enough people are in camper vans? <laughs> I think you're right. I don't know if you've read Dirk Gently's holistic detective agency, the book, but there's a truck driver in there who always complains about the rain wherever he goes it's raining and he always describes the rain in great detail as the type of rain it is blattering piffling all sorts of words and it turns out that he is in fact a rain god and that's why it's raining wherever he goes he actually attracts rain and i'm wondering if it works in that way v that if you get more than 100 people in camper vans it's like a rain magnet. It artificially changes the weather patterns. Well, I don't think, actually, having said it, but I don't think that's what's happening here because I'm pretty sure, looking at the traffic, or rather lack of traffic on this road, I can see three or four cars or vans into the distance that we might be the only people out. The key difference between the Grand California and the regular California is enabled by the fact that this thing is so big and that key thing is this one has got a toilet on board let's try it out ready <laughs> i don't think you're allowed to use a toilet whilst doing 70 on the motorway <laughs> v <laughs> <laughs> well, it means that you don't have to go and wee in the woods yeah. when you're wild camping. Because <laughs> that's what this enables, you see. Am I allowed to nip in the back and have a shower then? Not whilst we're rolling. No, no. Well, how about that gas hob back there? No, you can't use the gas hob while we're rolling either. No, this is all stuff that you can use when you set up your base camp somewhere. But the idea that it's got a loo on board, I'm sure will liberate an awful lot of 
women because for guys it's much easier we can go we in the woods but for women it's more of an issue isn't it but there is a slight complication for us regarding the toilet <gasps> a pigeon just flew oh my goodness yeah he was chancing it wasn't he that was dramatic yeah a pigeon just flew like we're pelting it down the motorway it's raining it's cloudy the motorways are empty so it's already sort of dark and ominous I haven't left London for months and months and months or even been pretty much out my house for months so it's all a bit weird and then this pigeon opened its wings and glided over the windscreen and away in a sudden like the Batman or something it was a portent of doom portent what's he do (laughs) Where was I before the pigeon interrupted us? Oh. It's all right. He got away. He didn't hit the windscreen, no. but he flew away. That's no, fine. I know. Yeah, it, good. It, was, it was tremendous. Uh, yeah, there is a complication with the toilet. Now, I think they call it grey water, don't they? The water that you collect from the toilet goes into a cassette. I don't mean a compact audio cassette, but a big sort of sealed polythene container that you then have to empty at the right place and you can do that at campsites that are geared up for this sort of thing or places that supply portaloos or as Violet observed earlier on a marina if we find a marina that might be the that answer that might be the answer I think it's black water for the toilet and grey water for the shower oh is that right I think so I could be wrong I think so ok you know more than me the trouble is that campsites in Wales are all shut down at the moment I don't know if they are in England. So we're going to try and avoid using the toilet if we can. But we should be able to because we're staying somewhere where they have toilets. They have toilets in Wales now. It's a new thing. Hang on a minute. What? Here's a question. Yeah. So is the water in the sink what they call potable water? You know, can you drink it? I don't think so. So we can't use it for brushing our teeth or drinking or we can boil it in the kettle, presumably, but yeah. that's about it. That's interesting. I'll have to look it up in the manual. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Hmm. I have brought some fresh water. Yeah, I saw you'd brought fresh water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bought a can of Coke, so between us we'll be fine. <laughs> I'm not cleaning my teeth in a can of Coke. It's OK, it's Diet Coke. <laughs> So now, suddenly, the heavens have opened again and all the traffic, well, the three other cars in the distance, have put on their lights. It's literally gone from sunny to absolutely melting it down. Nightmarish, yeah. yeah. Maybe that pigeon was the god of rain, god of thunder. (laughs) It was the portent of doom, definitely. Why do they say doom? (laughs) You always get a briefing. Whenever a vehicle is delivered for test, the person who's delivered it usually gives you a couple of notes here and there. Oh, yeah, the handbrake's down here. It won't start unless you've got foot in the clutch. Oh, here's the button for this, this, and this. Well, I didn't get that briefing this time round because of social distancing. You can't get inside a vehicle with someone who you don't know and give you the guided tour of it. So I've got a very, very extensive some like 10 page set of instructions on how to operate everything on board here and there are an awful lot of things to operate you know there's not least of all the cooker on board or the toilet or the shower 
or the heating system for when you've not got the engine running. Satellite dish. The satellite. It's got a satellite. Well, I don't know if this model that we've actually got, this particular one, has got a satellite dish. They do come with a satellite dish, but you would need a satellite receiver and the television as well, which we didn't bring with us. So I don't think our 8,000-inch plasma would fit in here, V, would it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or our domestic sky receiver. So we've got an awful lot of learning to do. Lots of other tips and tricks as well. There's a little step that comes out when you open the side door and there are override switches to make sure that you don't drive off without sticking out. There's an automatic switch. There are ways of turning on just the fridge and not the freezer. It's got a massive fridge. It's a pretty big fridge, isn't it? Yeah, it's enormous and it's got a freezer. Yeah. Although... Actually, I've got to look up which one we've got switched on because we've just jabbed at some buttons and some lights have come on and we're like, oh, that looks about right. Well, you know, that's that's a good thing. It should be intuitive. Zog always says this. It should be really obvious. A well-thought-out system, it should be really obvious. You shouldn't have to read for hours and hours and hours to work things out. And I think we've probably sussed out the fridge. There's all sorts of lighting switches and we've got an inverter as well so we can step up from 12 volts to 240 volts to operate our laptops that we've got with us as well honestly this thing is so well equipped it's frankly daunting daunting and we'll probably have to work out all that in the dark when we arrive at our destination Violet's already got the book out what are you looking up V? I'm looking up the fridge freezer despite your rather lackadaisical oh I'm sure we've worked it out I'm not so sure and I don't want to have frozen everything in the morning so like, I'm just having a look while Violet's doing that we've got quite a journey to do all the way from North East London to Llangranog in West Wales uh, the journey is probably about five hours and the great advantage is if we get a little sleepy on the way we don't have to find a hotel or anything like that we can just find somewhere that we can pull over that we're allowed to pull over and we can sleep in the vehicle which we might I don't know, we might even stop and cook a meal. Just because we can. That's so exciting. It's funny. I get excited by lots of vehicles on Gareth Jones on Speed. I get excited by alternative fuel vehicles, you know, electric cars and hydrogen cars. And I get excited by real performance cars like Lotuses. And I get really excited by camper vans because it's a dream. As a kid, I had a dream. I used to sleep on board a vehicle as I was travelling from somewhere. And I think a lot of kids have that dream obviously i'm not going to sleep whilst driving this car and as i'm the only driver here i've got to stay awake but yeah looking forward to sleeping in it tonight right that's it for now we're going to explore the instruction manual and work out the many 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 features this huge and accommodating machine has Yes, wearing rails. <laughs> I know it's an old trope, I suppose is the word, you know. Whales, oh yeah, sheep. But like many cliches or tropes, it's true, really. We are parked at Gwersich yr Irv Llangranog, 
which is the Irv campsite in Llangranog. Uh, the Irv is it's a Welsh word for guild. Irv Gobaith Cymru, the Guild of Hope for Wales, which is an organisation with a logo that you'll suddenly recognise if I describe it to you. It's a triangle in the Welsh colours. White top, red band across the middle, green across the bottom. That's the Irv badge. It's an organisation that I was a member of as a kid, and many kids who go to Welsh schools or do anything, any learning through the medium of the Welsh language, become a member. And they allow you to go off to campsites and do exciting things like uh, mountain climbing and karting and pony trekking and canoeing. It's a real outward bound sort of thing. But lots of cultural stuff as well, including singing and reciting poetry and all that sort of stuff that we Welsh do really well. The Earth Organiser Eisteddfod, which is the sort of national performance championships that we have. There's a national eisteddfod, there's also a national Earth Eisteddfod for children, which is why you find a disproportionately large number of Welsh people in the performing arts, because we practice it quite a lot when we're young. It's part of Welsh culture and then they pair up with poor English girls who have to come to Wales and pronounce really difficult things. How's your Welsh going, V? Uh, well, you tell me. <laughs> it's actually phenomenally good, I think. For someone who isn't Welsh, it's extraordinary. Anhuilig. Very good. Say that again. Anhuilig. Other way around. Anhug oil. <laughs> Very good I though. That was close. Know what I was saying. Yeah, but it's born out of words that you've got stuck in, in your mind. And hug oil, extraordinary, a Welsh word. As we were driving to this TV show, Violet read the script for me in Welsh, which is remarkable because Violet doesn't speak Welsh, but has hung out with me long enough that I think someone's gone in via osmosis and she knows lots of the rules and was able to read the script, which is incredible. Oh, feel the wind blowing across the microphone suddenly. It's an ill wind blowing. Cup of tea, Gareth? Oh, yes, thank you very much. Yes. Actually, I might just wonder if I should go and sit inside. No, no, I'm going to stay out here. It's nice for a minute. I've got to crack on because we've got rehearsals, we have meetings and the TV show today, the big event. But I just want to mention how comfortable we were last night for the first night in our Grand California. Is that all right, V? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we had a great night's sleep. Better than at home, to be honest, even though... Really? Better than at home? Yeah, I would say. But even though we were slightly on that slope... Yeah. And this morning you got out the wedges and evened it all up, but we were so tired when we arrived, weren't we? I kept, like, <laughs> drifting towards my feet and then having to pull myself back up to the pillow end again. You were like a marathon or a Snickers bar, I should say, uh, <laughs> melting slowly to the bottom of its <laughs> yeah, pack. Yeah, it's yeah, very true, yeah. Yeah, exactly as Violet said, we arrived late, didn't get a chance to put the wedges to even it up. We weren't perfectly level. And as you know, it's important to have a level base if you're either camping in a tent or in a, a camper van, but we've sorted that out now. In terms of width you sleep transversely across the vehicle and i can just about fit i'm five foot ten and three quarters 1.78 meters i'm not five foot eleven i'm not six foot if you were six foot i think you might struggle to sleep across the vehicle in the old the little california the regular california i should say you sleep longitudinally and so the bed is slightly longer six foot people would sleep in there no problem but isn't that because we've got a shower and a toilet to fit into ours yeah and it's a bigger vehicle bigger wheelbase taller roof it's bigger but yeah 
the fact that you've got a shower and toilet all in one unit a sort of a wet room does eat into the space a little bit yeah it's in the middle of the vehicle not the back so you can't sleep longitudinally because of that there is a, another bed of course as you know above the cab which is probably big enough for one adult and a child or two children but i don't think you get two children in there it's a clever little sort of pull out upper deck thing you just said, or two children, but I don't think you'd get two children in there. Sorry, I meant two adults. <laughs> That's what I meant. Thank you. Good catch, Eddie. Very good. Oh, oh, yeah, I've got to mention the furniture. We are sitting outside our vehicle on some quality camping furniture. The two chairs and the camping table, which fold away into the back doors of the vehicle, which is the best place to keep them. If you need furniture you want it in the doors open the door bang there it is you don't want it tucked away somewhere behind all your other bags that you can't get at we haven't bothered to put the awning out we're enjoying the sun actually we've got to crack on because today production meeting soon uh, rehearsals for Guillaume Servu this big live spectacular tv show so excuse me when I crack on with my other job well done so far California. Yeah, was it to say about the Grand California? You can check in, but you can never leave. Is that right? <laughs> You're a Joseph Speed! A few episodes of Gareth Jones on Speed Ago. I used a well-known saying, a curse, which has been attributed to the Chinese. May you live in interesting times. Turns out that that saying isn't Chinese at all. It's actually English in origin. But I don't know why we've always attributed it to the Chinese. But I do live in interesting times, not just because of getting in a camper van and being allowed to go to Wales during a period of lockdown for most people, because of the way things actually played out. I should explain that I'm recording this part of the programme back at home in my living room with the VW Grand California parked outside my house. I can see it and it's fine. No drama with the vehicle. But we did have a bit of drama on the production, which I think I should share with you and explain what happened. After the last bit we recorded on the programme, we went into a production meeting then went into extensive rehearsals and we got sort of halfway through the show rehearsals for a live show to be broadcast live 9:30 on a friday night and about halfway through rehearsals we got a call production meeting everybody's going to come back up to the main building because we were rehearsing on a number of different locations on a large site a campsite So we all gathered up together and the boss of the company explained that unfortunately one person on the site had been tested positive for COVID-19. Wow. This was complex because we'd all signed forms saying that we were fit and well and that we hadn't been tested or had no reason to be tested for COVID-19. But unfortunately, this One person somehow had signed the forms or not signed those forms and had been tested. And immediately she tested positive, was asked to leave the site. But then it was down to the rest of us to determine whether or not we felt it was safe to carry on on the production. Because we just spent three hours in a room with that person going through the script. She was wearing a mask. I was three metres away from her so we don't know how great the risk of her spreading possibility of an infection is they say 15 20 minutes in close proximity with someone is tricky 
nevertheless, everyone made the decision rather bravely, I thought, to continue with the production. So we went back to rehearsals. Then about an hour later, once again, we were called for another production meeting. And it was announced that the channel that was broadcasting the show, S. Pedwarek, Channel 4 Wales, S4C, had made the decision, quite rightly, that the show should not go ahead. So, boom. No live programme. Kind of shocking, because we were all psyched for it. Now, my concern, of course, is with the person who wasn't very well, well, tested positive, I'm hoping that she's okay. I'm hoping that it doesn't manifest in her in a way that makes her terribly ill. That's very sad. And I'm hoping no one else on the production team, myself and Violet included, don't pick it up as well. But so far, so good. We're back home in London, been here a couple of days, and we've actually had to self-isolate from our children, Violet and I, who are our children are adults now, as you know. But we're living upstairs and they're downstairs, so we're away from each other just for the time being until we've had further information from Public Health Wales as to what to do. But never mind, that's just how it played out. We still managed to enjoy the whole process of going away in the Grand California and it really is an extraordinary vehicle. It's extraordinarily large. I'm not sure if I impressed that on you previously, just how big it is. It makes the little California, based on the transporter or the Caravelle, seem like a a hatchback. This thing seems like uh, a galaxy-class starship. It is vast. The Grand California is based on the much longer VW Crafter platform. It's as tall as an ice cream van, you see, because you can stand up in it. Kind of looks like an ice cream van. It's in two colours, of course. Red lower half, white top half, that sort of traditional thing that VW do with their campers. And it really does make it look cool. It's an amazing piece of kit but okay here are the downsides of the vehicle i noticed a few things that i might change or made me think well why is that happening the first one is that this is clearly a vehicle that was designed to be left hand drive i know that because the door to access the rear of the vehicle is on the right hand side of the vehicle so if you pulled over by the side of the road in the uk with the right hand drive vehicle the rear door, the access to the camping area, would open up onto the street as opposed to the pavement, as it were. doesn't make any difference really on campsites, but it does tell you a little bit about the history of the vehicle, the provenance, arguably, you might say. The other downside is that the rear seats, in my opinion, because you've got two seats at the front for the driver and front seat passenger, massive, comfy captain seats. But the two seats behind, they'd be big enough for two kids perhaps up to 12 or 14 years old but i don't think two adults would endure a long journey particularly happy close together in those seats they seem a little small and in my memory the seats in the little california the rear seats were bigger i may be wrong but that's my impression so if you're going to go out in a grand california three adults yeah or three adults and a small child or two adults and two children perhaps a couple of other thoughts as well. The door is huge and it requires quite a push to close it. Violet could do it with a bit of effort. I don't think children could do it. And if 
I were to make one change to it, I would give it an electric door like you can get on a lot of MPVs these days, whereby you close it mostly and then a motor does the last couple of inches and closes it nice and tight that's what i would do but the downside to that is it's another motor using up electricity you only use up all the energy available in the batteries on board because you've got other things like lights and sound systems to keep going if you're not plugged into a dock you know a, a electric supply the other change I would make is that the table in the rear of the vehicle should be fold down. You know, if you rotate the driver and the passenger seat, it's really easy to do, by the way. There's loads of room to do that. It's great. So it's like a train where you've got two seats facing the table and two seats facing the other side of the table for a game of cards or a meal or something. But I think the table should somehow be able to fold down in situ. But what you have to do is recover that tabletop from the rear of the vehicle it's stowed when you're traveling on top of the beds at the rear i think it should be just a little bit easier to access than that i don't know how you would achieve that but there must be some way of having it fold down that's what i'd do there's so much good stuff about this vehicle it's very well engineered and that very good engineering carries through to the interior of the vehicle as well the cupboards inside the quality of the cupboards on board are better than the cupboards in my actual kitchen in my home here in London. Yeah, really. And more than that, I think I've mentioned before the quality of the fold-out table and the chairs which are stored in the rear doors. They were so well engineered as well. I, I like that. Good quality camping gear is really important. You know, it's something that's going to break while you're out camping. It's going to last, you know. Good quality thick diameter lightweight aluminium stuff not little steel poles that are going to bend you know can you hear that police wagon outside my house that's what it's like living in london the catches on the cupboards are nice as well and the way that the drawers and doors close they do that sort of soft close thing that my kitchen cupboards don't do and the catches that lock everything closed when you're in transit work beautifully as well you know really if you like engineering you'll get all that stuff that's really good on the cupboards though it's got loads of space but most of the cupboards the vast majority of the cupboards are quite small and i think it would benefit from having fewer larger cupboards if you see what i mean Loads and loads and loads of small compartments, individual small compartments, which means that you're constantly looking for something. Oh, where did I put it? Is it in this one? No. Is it in this one? No. Is it, no. Is it in this one? Whereas if you had fewer larger cupboards, you open it up, everything's in one place. That would help when you're in a camp environment and also allow you to stow larger things like your bags and stuff out of the way. But I guess the thing with a camper van as opposed to camping is you don't really take your stuff in bags. You take your stuff out and stow it into the various stowage positions in the vehicle it's a slightly different culture ah now here's something that the grand california has that was also on the little california and that is a way of blocking out all the light when you're sleeping it has magnetic covers which go over the windscreen and the side windows to shut out 99 percent of the light coming in really easy to understand we didn't have to look at any instructions just how they fit on they look the shape of the window and they just magnetize the frame around the window brilliant simple to use but there's also some incredible tech on the car and that is the blinds that cover the windows it's got two types of blinds you can slide them down to get a kind of a 
privacy glass sort of effect where you can still see out, but no one can see in. So it allows light in, but it doesn't allow light out. I'm not sure how they achieve that with that blind. Astonishing. I don't know how they do that. Magic. I suspect magic. Yes, definitely magic. Magic is often the explanation, isn't it? Yes. Then if you grab the blind and pull it the other way, it completely blanks out the window. We never got the awning up in the two days that we slept in the vehicle in Llangranog. We never actually got the awning out. And again, that's manually wound. You get a stick in the vehicle that you plug in and you wind it, you know. But I think that would have been nice if it was done electrically. Because that was one of the appeals of the Little California. That the pop-up roof on the Little California is motorised. And it's real sort of a Thunderbirds thing. And I think awnings should be able to press a button and it should wind out. But again, you don't want to flatten your battery. So I know why it's not electric. There's also an outside shower. As well as the shower on board, there's one outside as well. So you could just have a shower in the nude in the public if you want. Or, you know, rinse yourself down after you've been surfing. All that sort of thing. Did I mention how big the fridge and freezer is? It's vast. Violet is very good at preparing when we go camping. She brings everything you will need. She sorts out all the food. And I'm kind of used to us filling cool boxes full of food and beer and butter and veggie sausages and all the stuff that we have to take with us. But we couldn't fill this fridge. We had loads of stuff in there. It's vast. This fridge is so big that I reckon on a really hot day, you could actually get in it if you're really hot in the camper van. And it opens, it's on the door side. So if you open the main rear door, not the back door, I mean the side rear door, you can access the fridge from outside as well, which is good for getting bottles of beer and stuff if you're sitting at the fold-out table outside, if you know what I mean. Now, another thing I never did, apart from getting the awning up, I never actually went up to the second bed, the one that's over the cab there's a ladder that folds down and the way that the bed sort of extends with a tongue to allow one long person one shorter person to sleep in it i think is really quite clever but no i never actually went up there um, so i'm probably gonna have to get this vehicle again to go and experiment with that although would it actually fit me and violet up there i don't know i don't know because i never went up there sorry the bed that we did sleep in at the back i mentioned I fitted in comfortably, just about. But I think if you're more than six foot, you wouldn't be able to sleep transversely in the vehicle as it's designed to in the Model 600. The bigger one, the uh, what's it called? The 680, you sleep longitudinally. And I'm hoping that that bed is slightly longer. So if you're over six foot, go and have a look at the other model. But to get onto that rear bed, it's quite high. It's sort of cupboard height. And little Violet, she's only five foot two is she and she couldn't get up onto the bed without a little step but mercifully and cleverly volkswagen supply a little fold out step like a little thing that your five-year-old might stand on to reach the wash basin to clean their teeth when they were little you get one of those that folds out so you can step up and down and once we'd sussed that violet could get up and down easily there are lights everywhere in this vehicle switches and lights and different modes it would take a while to understand it fully but i think it's perfectly well covered and lots of the lights are leds 
So they're very energy efficient. And we never found ourselves not being able to see what we were doing. Skylights give you plenty of daylight. Great big skylight at the front and the rear, which opens really easy with a, a handle that folds away. Or covers with those clever two-way blinds, one that lets a light in and one that lets no light in. A privacy blind, they call the other one. And this control panel, which Violet mastered, which tells you everything, you know, how much water you've got, how much dirty water you've got, how full your loo cassette is. Great. It's a clever piece of kit. Oh, and on that loo cassette, campers that have toilets on board, you need to empty them. And it was really easy, I have to say. We watched a little video to understand how to do it carefully and hygienically, because I've never done that in my life before. But it was really easy. Seal it off, pull the thing out, turn the spout, open the vent, empty, rinse it out, close the vent. Brilliant. Absolutely straightforward and not at all unpleasant. Mind you, we didn't make extensive use of the toilet, if you see what I'm alluding to. So that's it as a place to live. We never overheated. We were never cool. The ventilation on that vehicle was perfect. As a driving machine, it was extraordinary. It was so relaxing. It's got that famous diesel four-cylinder, two-litre engine that produces, I think, 177 PS. Loads of power. And never felt that it was underpowered. There was one moment where we came out of Llangranog where there was a very steep climb with a very tight hairpin. And it was weird going around there. It felt like it was scrubbing, like some sort of ABS anti-slip thing was cutting in. Maybe a combination of being on a very, very steep hill and a very tight turn. It just felt weird, but it coped with it. Loads of power. Like I said, it's relaxing to drive. You've got cruise control. You've got armrests. Great stereo system. We loved it. And if you're feeling really ambitious... There's a four-motion version as well, a four-wheel drive version, which may be good if you're going into campsites that are a little sort of wet and boggy. You know, you might want that reassurance of four-wheel drive to get you out. Mind you, most campsites probably have a tractor or a towing system to help people out of those sorts of situations. This is the sort of vehicle I would love to go to Le Mans in. It would be great. And if you go to motor races, this is the sort of thing I would recommend. Great for rallying or circuit events, I would say. Is it as smart as the regular California? No. I think the way that the regular VW California, the smaller one based on the Caravella Transporter, the way that it maximizes the space available is incredible. It does really well. That whole thing of being able to retract the roof with a motor, reducing the frontal profile of the thing, and then giving you enough room to stand up when you're cooking on board, and then pop upstairs to sleep in while someone else sleeps downstairs. It's something that's got the footprint of a VW Transporter, four people. That's incredible. This vehicle has a much bigger footprint because of that toilet and shower, the fact that it's a permanent high roof makes a big difference. And the way that it uses its space is really good. It's beautifully engineered. It's just not quite as magical 
as the little California is. But they're both extraordinary vehicles. It's up to you. Is having a toilet on board the most important thing for you? You can't hurry this vehicle when you drive it around. It feels much more like a van. The little California, I remember driving through Powys in that and thinking, oh man, this is like driving a car. So it's up to you. But when you're on holiday, you're not in a hurry, are you? You don't want to hurry things around. And I really enjoyed the relaxed Californian type time I had in this vehicle. Man, it was really cool in the kind of Northern Californian way. That's me doing a San Francisco accent. Totally different to a uh, Los Angeles accent, man. Totally different. San Francisco, very relaxed. And uh, yeah, would I like one of these again? You bet your bum I would. How much does it cost? About 72, 73,000 earth pounds, which is a lot of money. A lot of money. But you get a lot for your money. It is a big, capable vehicle, the like of which you'd want to traverse the UK, Europe, wherever you want, North Africa, I'm sure, just keep going, you've got everything on board, and even, as I said right at the start of this program, during lockdown conditions, that idea that you're in your own little safety bubble, makes you feel a bit more comfortable about the universe, yeah, comfort, the Volkswagen Grand California, you can check in, but you probably don't want to check out, I don't want to give this one back. <laughs> I should point out, by the way, that because of all the risks with exposure to COVID-19 and stuff, since I got back and parked the vehicle outside, I haven't been allowed back inside it. So I've got to leave it for 72 hours before someone from Volkswagen comes to collect it, just in case I transmit that virus. Let's hope I don't. And I don't spread it around to the next person to review this extraordinary vehicle. That's it. You've been listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm Gareth. I wish you happy travels, safety and comfort. See ya. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. One last thing before I go. In case you were wondering, Violet and I self-isolated for 12 days when we got back and neither of us showed any symptoms of COVID-19. And the person at the location of the TV show who tested positive, she didn't get ill either, I'm very glad to report. And in case you're interested, the cancelled astronomy programme we were making there in Wales has now been rescheduled, which means I will record in October and it will be broadcast on Channel 4 Wales soon. So I'm very glad to be able to report that this story has a happy ending. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!